we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the dim. It go down. It go down in the dim. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Adam Blattenberg from Diesel World. Hi, this is Dan, owner of Dan's Diesel Performance. I'm Christian Roth of DD Diesel. I'm Braden Fleece, and you're listening to the Diesel Podcast. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. Today, we got a really cool episode. I'm going to be chatting with Dustin from Industrial Injection. He manages their engine shop, and we're going to be talking about Cummins engines. So five, nine, six, sevens, 12 valves basically everything to do with Cummins is what's going to be on this episode. So it's going to be really cool to be able to ask him some questions that you guys gave us discord. Um, our, we're going to have a discord link below. If you're not on there, definitely get on there. But a lot of questions came from there. Also just emails that we get and, and comments on YouTube. So I'm going to ask him those and he's going to give us a rundown of the lineup they have, whether you have a stock truck or you're building something for 3000 horsepower and everything in between. So it's going to be a, a great conversation before we get to it though. I want to give a shout out to one of our sponsors, which is really custom fabrication. They have so many cool products, so many things that, that solve an issue. They they look fantastic. They're designed in the United States, built in the United States, and they're on the cutting edge of of pushing diesel performance you know further ahead. I just saw the other day they released a bill and intake manifold for five nine and six seven Cummins, and it's something you definitely have to see. It's a work of art. So if you're not following them on Instagram, Facebook, definitely do that. But jump on to wcfab.com. You can check out what they have for your truck. And there's so many products I couldn't even rattle them all off you know right now. But you can search by you know what what truck you have. If you have any questions, they're more than happy to chat with you and make sure you get the product you need. If there's any custom options you want, they have that as well with different colors and just tons of different things. So definitely make sure that you check them out. Out. And as I mentioned before, you're going to see a link below for Discord. If you're not on there, it's uh, it's a really fun place. There's a lot of uh, a lot of really cool diesel fans that we're able to chat with. It's basically one place where you can chat with other people who listen to the podcast. There's enthusiasts, you know, that like to race. There's people who tow a lot. Cummins, Duramax, Power Stroke. We put a lot of time into being able to have different sections for you guys. So if you just want to focus in on Cummins stuff or Duramax or Power Stroke or want to chat about the podcast, want to chat with me, um, some of our vendors, it's uh, it's a really cool place. We want to thank you guys for helping us get over 200 people on there. It's uh, it, it's really fun and uh, it, it's something I'm on all the time, nights, weekends. It's really cool to see what you guys are building and you give me a lot of great ideas for episodes. All right, let's get to today's podcast with Dustin and chatting about Cummins engines. Dustin, welcome to the Diesel Podcast. I've been looking forward to doing this one with you for quite a while, and I'm glad our, our schedule's lined up where we can chat about uh, really what's at the heart of the Diesel Podcast, which is diesel engines and specifically Cummins engines, which um, you know the, the audience knows that's my favorite engine. So it's going to be a, a really cool podcast, and I'm glad to be able to chat with you today. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It's, uh, it's going to be a good time, and uh, hopefully I can answer some questions for you guys. And we're uh, 
we're kind of shut down today doing a little house cleaning. I got a, a few guys out during the hunt and stuff. So this is a great time to kind of get into involved in this with you and uh, show you around the shop and, and answer some questions today. Oh yeah. And I got some questions for, I got uh, some of our discord members. I'm on Instagram, YouTube. So I've, I've got those lined up for you, but I wanted awesome. to start, wanted to start at the beginning and, and have you tell us a bit about yourself and what you do at industrial injection. Well, um, I've been with the company for 20 years this year. Uh, this October will be about 20 years. Um, I started at the bottom, you know, helping Brady. Brady hired me, which is uh, Shane and, and Brett and Cody's dad hired me to kind of go behind Cody and learn the fuel injection department. And, you know, I started sweeping floors and I just went from one level to another. I started building 7.3 injectors. And from there, we, we developed into an engine program and wanted to kind of get into that part of it. So um i was running the engine program here i guess it'd be about 12 13 years ago and uh decided hey i needed more help than just me put, you know selling an engine putting it together and shipping it out so sean baca was actually one of my first hires to come in he he actually came in for me to build him an engine and i said hey why don't you just come to work here and we'll, we'll build it and so the first engine he built was actually his and we it was a big 12 valve p-pump build and we actually sold it to our, to, to a customer. So he didn't end up actually even getting that engine. But, um, so I've been, uh, I've been doing that, um, for, like I said, 12, 13 years here from aside from building pumps and injectors and, and, uh, doing a little bit of the uh, drive and service stuff. And then, um, about four years ago, our, our machinist, Randy farmer that, uh, has been doing our machine work. Um, he's about two and a half hours south of our main shop. Um, he decided to sell his company to us. And I mean, he'd been solely working for us for about 10 years there. He hadn't been doing any other customers or anything. We, we ran all of his parts through us. Um, we took that over and they chose me to come down here. Well, I was his direct link and just was fitting for me to come down here and run our uh, engine department, which is uh, what I'm, where I'm at here today. It's a really, it's a really interesting story you have. And, and I, there's a lot of questions I get all the time from people who are interested in diesel. Like it's their hobby. They're really passionate about it. And they think, right. I wonder if I could work in this industry. I wonder if I could do it. So before you started at industrial injection, were you really into diesel trucks and were really passionate about it or how did, how did it start? Yeah. So, um, my dad was one of the very first employees, uh, at industrial injection. So, I was a close family friend with these guys my, my whole life. Um, I, I, uh, I worked in an auto body shop, a uh, local auto body shop down uh, kind of by us. And I, I did auto body, but I also was more passionate as a mechanic and working on the trucks and stuff. And so it just, I was doing that and a, an opportunity arose for me to get involved at industrial injection. And, and I built, I built some gas engines, some big block uh, Ford stuff and, um, I had a, an old Ford truck with a, the big blower on it. I took to car shows. So I, you know, I, I've been doing that since I was young. And, um, my first truck was a 97 Ford power stroke OBS and, uh, had some big injectors in it. And it was like the days of the 94, 95 yeah. uh, Cummins and, and stuff. And, you know, my dad had a, a turned up truck and every time we'd go, uh, on a family outing, even Brady, the owner of industrial, we'd go on a family outing, boating, fishing, camping, whatever, it was always a race who had the more powerful truck, you know, and this was <laughs> back when there were 350, 400 horse or maybe 500 horse turned up, you know? 
Yeah. And uh, we just, it, it, you couldn't not be, want to, you know, take it to the next level and do more with it. That's that's how I got hooked too. Is it was just something that I'd read, you know, Diesel World or Diesel Power Magazine or the old TDR, you know, or I'd get on forums right. and stuff. Yep. And yep. I, I didn't even have a diesel, but I thought, man, this is really cool, and yeah. there's all these things I can do for. It. And then it, it just grows. And I know there's a lot of a lot of uh, our listeners have that same kind of passion. So I definitely wanted to, you know, ask yeah. you how it all how it all started. But I, I, the TDR brings back a lot of memories. They used <laughs> to have their big uh, get together yeah. down in uh, Pahrump, Nevada. Yeah. And I remember going down, we'd do a dyno competition and uh, Clint Cannon from ATS and we'd bring Brett uh, Williams. He had a 04 Dodge. And I want to say like, it was an incredible feat to see 750, 800 horsepower out of one. And yeah. yeah, it was, it was a, it was a fun time doing that dyno competition in Vegas and then going on and uh, just doing, doing some fun stuff with those guys. It was, it was a good time. It's amazing how much the power levels have grown. Like you know, you'd mentioned Sean and, uh, you know, UCC trips and competitions you guys have been in and pushing that envelope. And I wanted to ask you about specifically the Cummins engines that you guys built, because we mm-hmm. know about the, the huge horsepower. We see it at UCC and, and yeah. different places. But what kind of lineup do you guys have for, you know, somebody that's got a 5.9 or 6.7? You know, I'm sure there's guys who have stock trucks or they might have yeah. you know a tune on it or something like that. So, um, we, we, like I said, we have a, a complete lineup and probably our biggest seller would be our stock plus. Um, it's, it's like a, an HP reman type type thing. It's got our coated pistons that we do in house ARP bolts throughout a firing head gasket. Um, we, we do some stuff with the cylinder head as far as our seats and, and the angles on that change the valves up. And then we also like drill we drill and tap all the freeze plugs in the head so that you don't have those coming out and um that's probably one of our biggest ones but we have our all the way down from our just our bone stock uh replacement all the way up to like what you see it's in sean's truck and stuff like that but the street the street performance and the uh um the stock plus that's probably our biggest seller we we push three or four of those out of our shop every week is it a is it pretty even between say like five nine common rails and six sevens and maybe even some yeah you know trucks? and that's that's you know that's the crazy thing this year especially we'll go in batches you know like nobody we won't sell a six seven for three or four weeks and then it'll be it'll be just all five nines five nines five nines and then like uh, Sean was just down here and picked up seven six seven uh, uh, long blocks from me that we just finished up this week. He just picked those up to take up there and it's all nothing but six sevens. So, you know, if we looked at it at the end of the year, I, I would say it's probably 50, 50 on that. <laughs> yeah. It's been, um, it's been really cool to see the six sevens. That's what, that was my first diesel truck. And, and, um, you, you know, it, it was early on, <clears throat> you know, there was a lot of parts commonality with the five, nine, but like things that you guys do, like on the fuel side, on the air side, there's yeah. been so much growth on the six sevens themselves. And that was one of the questions that we had is somebody said, you know, for high horsepower build, in your opinion, would you go with a five, nine, or would you go with a six, seven to build something for you know a lot of power? So, so prime example, my most favorite build, uh, I've, I'm building one for Tyler Kip right now. I'm building one for a couple other customers, but I love the six, seven bottom end platform. Um, we do so many five nines that I, I usually will take a five, nine core in and I'll build somebody a six, seven. Cause I got a lot of six, seven cores here. I'll take a six, seven core, build the sh- whole bottom end, run a five, nine head on it or whatever. And, and still like for 
anybody building a high performance five nine truck, you know, or a, or a third gen truck, I'll I'll do a a six seven bottom end for sure, unless they don't want it that way, you know. But you know, something that's a thousand to fifteen hundred horsepower will do a a six seven short block um, performance short block, and then a, a street one of our street heads that's still running the factory plenum. What would be the the benefit to running that that six seven short block for that kind of power level? What's super nice is a lot of people are bringing in single turbos right now. Like everybody, you know, compounds are great and they're, 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 you know, there's no, no ifs, ands, or buts that they're the way to go for a big towing setup. That's a six, seven, 800 horse. But a lot of these guys like running these bigger, larger single turbos and we're getting the tunings getting better. Um, we're getting, we're getting, uh, the, the turbos being able to run the turbos a lot better. And, uh, Sorry, I had a call coming in, but um, we uh, we're getting able to spool the turbos up. One and what's really nice about that six seven platform is it does spool those bigger chargers, those big single chargers, yeah, uh, yeah. a lot faster. So uh, and then there's there's no replacement for displacement, right? Like everybody, <laughs> like the bigger bore is it's always bigger bet is better. Now with the um, when you guys are specking out an engine, how much difference or with tolerances? This was another question we got was. You know, so you're doing a stock rebuild versus like, you know, something in the thousand to fifteen hundred, and I guess we could even go to like, you know, some of the engines that Sean runs. Is what is the difference in tolerances between them for various power levels? That's a that's a great question. There is definitely a huge difference, and it's taken us a lot of years to make sure that um, wrist pin clearance to your your bore clearance on your cylinder to your piston to cylinder wall clearance. Your even the the clearance that's on your uh, main caps, you know, when we we hone them or bore them out, your uh, press fit like totally different from a stock build all the way up to Sean's. You know, we 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 actually add a lot of clearance. I don't want to tell you exactly what kind of clearance we're running, but there's a huge difference between a stock engine and what we we do in our big race setups. You know, and, and one of the things I can tell you about is um, we do some stuff with our wrist pin bushings that I don't think very many people are doing where we're kind of simulating the first initial fire up before we even machine the wrist pin bushing so that we get the right clearance when that fires up and runs and makes that big power for the first time and doesn't clearance itself. It's already got the clearance in it, if that makes sense. We do a lot of um, machine work that, that simulates that uh, initial clearance, making the clearance. A question I just thought of is, <clears throat> I had a friend once that uh, he was doing a Fummins, <clears throat> and he bought this twelve valve, you know, crate or core engine, and the guy said, "Oh, it, you know, it it runs just fine." And um, you know, I remember watching him like he wanted to go through it, and he's putting it together. And I remember the, kind of the fear he had the first time he went to crank it to start it, like what's going to happen yeah. with, his, with as many engines as you guys build. What goes into uh, not just the quality, but just the processes that you guys have when you're, you know, going to ship an engine across the country to, you know, the East coast or West coast, what goes into that? So, you know, and the customer knows the shop knows this thing's just going to fire right up once we get it in and get all the fluids in. So one nice thing about it is uh, where we do all the machine work in house. Like when we build, you've heard of our builder boxes where we, we spec everything out, you know, and as long as Sean puts it together, where, you know, I do all the machine work and I classify everything. He puts it together. But one nice little thing we do is sim testing. And I don't know if you're familiar with that. I'm not. The only other, the only other aftermarket, um, the only other aftermarket like engine builders that I know that, that does sim testing is GM 
performance, like create engines. Like if you order a create engine from GM performance, a gas world, it'll be sim tested, but we have a simulator that we basically build the short block. Um, and then Sean puts it on that and it simulates oil pressure. We can make sure it's not leaking, uh, doing all that stuff. It cranks over, um, at a certain RPM and, and basically we can double check that there's not any oil get past the rings and stuff like that. Um, you know, it's making the proper oil pressure and, and all that. And then they, then he buttons it up and ships it across the country. That's really cool because yeah. I, I know that there can be a lot of, you know, engines are expensive and especially depending what kind, oh, yeah. of, what kind that you're getting. Yeah. And it's just like, you know, a lot of truck owners are just like, they want that reassurance. So something like that is really cool. I think I've actually seen yeah. some videos on the some industrial injection um, Instagram with that. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 That's really cool. Sean likes to post a lot of that stuff too. <laughs> I don't get to see, I just get to see the holes getting bored out and, and some of the machines doing their work. I don't get to see the final product. So. <laughs> I really like seeing his paint jobs and, you know, bolting them all together and, and all that stuff. So it's pretty cool. There was a, another question I just thought of that somebody asked us. So it's pertaining to camshafts and he had, he had asked um, something like, are the 03 to 04 camshafts different than the 04 and a half to 07? Or is it the same from the 03 to, you know, early 07, 59? eBay Motors is here for the ride. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So, so there, there is a different casting number between 03 and 07, but the actual number for the lift and everything comes in exactly the same. Um, you will find some big differences in the six sevens, but when you get to the valve, we're talking a few thousands difference in lift, you know, to where it doesn't really, when we're stocking, talking stock to stock, it doesn't really matter, but, um, there's an ending number in all the camshafts made by Cummins. And that's the one we go off as far as like when we regrind them, and make them our stage one, two, three, and, and uh, stuff from there. Or if we're going to go to a bill one, which profile we start with or end with. There was uh, when I was, I was chatting with somebody recently about, uh, I think they had a five, nine and they were looking at having an engine built. And when we had uh, scheduled this podcast, I, w- I wanted to ask you this because I think a lot of Cummins owners, are you kind of feel the same way as we feel almost invincible with the engine because we've seen, you know, the stock one do 1200, 1100, 13. And so they always ask like, do I need to do this? Do I really need to go this far? Do I really need to invest in this part? Do I really need to do, you know, these billet rods? So when somebody calls industrial injection and they say, Hey, I'm shooting for 1500 horsepower in my five, nine or, you know, 1200 in my six, seven or 2000. What is the process you guys go through with someone who calls in to make sure you know, they're not cutting corners on something that you definitely don't want right. to, don't want to do. Right. Well, and that's a, that's a great thing. And the beauty of us is a lot of our guys that are the salesmen on the phones, they either have a truck or have built a truck that is in that, that range, you know, not, not everybody has a 3000 horsepower Sean Baca build or anything like that, but you know, they, they're daily driving thousand horsepower trucks or they've built one and sold it or whatever. So it's not like you're talking to guys that, you know, are just trying to sell you every little thing. The first question is exactly what you said. What kind of horsepower do you want to build? You know, if, if, if it's truly a 1200 horsepower, 1500 horsepower build, every one of my salesmen are going to tell you, you need the exact same thing. 
you're going to need, you know, if it's a five, nine, you know, we're going to tell you, um, you need billet rods, you need, uh, at least the coated piston package, you need the, the coated bearings that we do, um, our, our bolt-in girdle kit that we offer, um, all that stuff as far as the short walk goes. Um, as far as the cylinder head goes, there's about, there's two options. You can go with a full-on race head. The only issue with that is you have to have a bolt-on manifold and everything, and we offer all those parts for that, but it gets a little more custom as far as drop-in. Um, but our street head is good up to about 1,500 horsepower. We don't try to push that much further. Um, we are going to do some cool stuff with an engine coming up. It's a six, seven, uh, build that we I was talking about with the full plenum on it, the full intake. Um, you actually use a picture of Brighton, uh, Shane's kid that you were, uh, that you interviewed a couple weeks ago or whatever months ago. Um, he's down here working and he's built him a six, seven, uh, platform. And we're going to put on the engine dyno and push it to as far as it'll go. <laughs> we're going to keep adding turbos and air and fuel and see what it does. Um, <laughs> But, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't sell, you know, 1500 is about our mark on a, a head with a full plenum on it. And then it goes different. But like I said, you're going to get the same answer from everybody at our shop, what you need to do. Um, we won't, you know, you can send your parts in and we'll, we'll check it out and we'll do your machine work and stuff. But, um, you know, we're not going to let you build something that isn't going to last more than a couple of hits. One of the, the really cool things is I've known Tyler Kip for quite a while. And I remember seeing his 12 valve, I think it was at the ATS Dino Day. I don't remember what year it was, mm -hmm. but I remember seeing him push the limits of that thing. And over the years, people would ask questions, um, you know, on the podcast or YouTube or something like that. And they'd say, hey, tell me about industrials thing, or I want to run this. And I could always message Tyler and he's like, I, yeah. I, ran, I ran that charger and you know, you're going to want to go bigger. You're going to want to run these injectors. And so yeah. it was always really cool to be able to just chat with somebody as a podcast host and he's already done it. And I give the answer yeah. to, to the yeah, listener. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what's, that's, what's really cool with industrial. Uh, like I said, I've been here for 20 years. I've been a part of all these different builds. Um, and my, my main job was kind of keeping the big engines going through the shop, but not only that, you know, I helped Tyler get his motor and his, his truck built. I helped Sean get his motor and truck built. Um, Trevor Peterson, uh, that T-Pain truck, you've seen it on we I was heavily involved in that one. And, a couple, you know, pretty much all of them are drag truck, you know, um, and everybody gets involved after work on Friday nights. Like, you know, nobody would go home till 10 or 11 o'clock at the earliest. And it was just all hands on deck come out. And even if it was just talking about, Hey, what's our next move? You know, how did that work out? How did, you know, should we run those injectors? Should we run that turbo, you know? And so, so everybody was heavily involved too, you know, and it was, it's really nice to, to be able to call in and get those good answers and stuff from these guys and what do you think in the future like to look into the crystal ball so to speak is what do you think are going to be some new things that we're going to see like that you guys are going to be able to offer for cummins engines or maybe power levels people are pushing or just technology that as diesel fans we should pay attention to you know this year next year in yeah. you know the aftermarket well I, I do believe that um the new 19 and newer cummins has a lot of uh, neat things about it, but also, you know, if they went to that CP4 and now they're back to the CP3, um, there's some really cool stuff that's involved in that engine specifically, as far as like uh, their valve train and rollers, the lifters and, and all that stuff. You know, I, I'm not gonna talk about the pump because everybody knows that whole thing, but um, it's it's gonna open up, you know, that, that motor itself is gonna be capable of making a lot of power just on its own with a few little tricks, you know, um, 
And it, it's kind of crazy, you know, it's hard to look in the crystal ball and uh, I'll be honest, every time we sell a motor for the last 10 years, <laughs> I've said, that's got to be the last high performance <laughs> race engine I've ever sold. But then the orders just keep coming in and we're just so happy that people are having fun and, and building these things and learning about them and, and carrying on this stuff. But I, I don't really know. I don't know what the future holds. Um, like I said, that platform's a pretty neat, a pretty neat engine. Uh, I think it's going to be a really awesome building like now we're 2019 or 2022 or three years old there's going to be a lot of those people are building them already and and stuff like that so that's what's been pretty uh, neat that's what's been so crazy like i think i've been paying attention to diesel trucks for probably about 13 15 years somewhere in there and i remember seeing like you'd mentioned like a 750 horsepower 850 horsepower build was crazy and that used to be on the cover of magazines oh yeah And then all of a sudden, you know, I think, I think UCC had a lot to do with it, with just creating this atmosphere where all these companies compete and they want to win. But we just saw this huge jump in power. And I'm like, I never thought I would see a 2000 horsepower diesel truck or 2,500 or 3000. It's like, where does it end? But it's, it's so cool to see how, like what you guys learn at the track and in these competitions, you're now able to put into a street engine um, or, you know, or something that uh, some technology or, or, or something, you know, with the machining or parts that a guy at a thousand or 1200 horsepower can now take advantage of that. So it's been really cool to watch it, you know, the industry progress like that. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's so neat. Like I, I agree a hundred percent with what you said in UCC, like uh, so many times we've joked around you know, me, Sean, Tyler, all of us will be talking, even the guys back at Firepunk, LeVon and them, and we're, we're talking. It's like, man, it feels like it's been 15 years since we've been <laughs> building, you know, since the first UCC, and it's only been three or four. <laughs> and, you know, what we've done in a year, what, you know, even Drew at D&J, what, what's been accomplished in a year is just in, insane, you know. And, and I think a lot of people are, are now, you know, trying to tune in. You know, we were able to make all these big power numbers, and now let's let's just refine that. And, you know, make it live for a long time and, and see, like we were, we were pretty ecstatic today. Sean was down here and uh, he had one of his uh, solid Hamilton blocks that uh, we deck plated and put a big sleeve, big sleeves in it. And I think it ran the first UCC all of that year, six, six, 16 or 17. I'm not sure what year, all that year, the first UCC all the way, way through like weekend on the edge and maybe like a year and a half of runtime on it at 25 to 2,700 horsepower numerous engine dyno passes and we just pulled the block out and set it out in the corner and he was talking to me he's like hey while i'm down there let's cut those sleeves out and see what it looks like and go through it we were just all sitting there looking at how impressed we were but still how the cylinder walls looked and how you know how the block looks and the deck plate and the deck height and it's like gosh yeah 15 years ago when we built this and no it wasn't 15 years ago but you know what i mean it's like we were just it, it just it was fun to to dive back into that I guess he's got something planned for it. He's going to be building and it's going to be pretty, pretty hot. So. Well, that's the thing with, with like all the, all the builds that it's been, you know, the last 18 months or so, it's definitely been different and just focusing on the diesel truck side of it. Is there so Mm -hmm. many people I know who are like, you know what, I'm going to build my truck now. I want to, I've always wanted to have this power level and you know, they're keeping you guys busy and they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, keeping the turbo companies, injector companies, transmission companies, everybody is busy doing this stuff. And that's what's so cool is I think the reliability 
that you can have at these higher power levels where in years past it was like, yeah, it makes a thousand horse, but I'm not sure quite how long it's going to live yeah. versus what you just mentioned about, you know, at 25 to 2700 horsepower. And you're like, yeah, wow, this thing still looks good inside. It's re reusable. Yeah, yeah. We could really just throw it through the home, clean it up and build it. Yeah. There was uh, yeah. we were chatting before the podcast and you said you had some really cool things there in the shop to show yeah. us. I want to see if you could, Walk us around, see. show us what you guys are working on. See if I can turn this camera around here. <laughs> this is always one of my favorite parts of the podcast because I, it's so cool to just see the parts and, and what you guys are doing. And well, it's got this. Uh, I got to get rid of this background somehow here. All right. Okay. So this is our little shop. Like I said, can you see me? Yep, yep, everything looks good. I got to probably move a little slow just because we're in this older building down here. We're, in, we're two and a half hours south of Salt Lake City in a little town called Richfield. And it's super nice because nobody bothers us. <laughs> so this is our line home. So this motor's here set up just a stock, a couple of stock engines that are going through here. I don't know if you can see this diamond home here. Mm -hmm. And I can actually go ahead and run this through. But it's just on a uh, a uh, program that we uh, did right now. What it's doing is plateauing. It's on board and honed the cylinders, and now it's going to go in and uh, plateau, knock down the, the big ridges in it. And we can basically do that, let it do its work, and uh, walk away from it. And, where we used to have to stand behind it and yeah. a CK-10 and a couple of heads here, some Duramax heads. This is our porting room. So after after we come off the, the CNC machines, this is something that we do. Uh, each one of these, like a street head like this one here. Yeah. We'll get, uh, it'll get probably eight to 12 hours worth of hand blending and, and uh, clean up time in here by a person and like this, this big race head here that, that it's already, it's been through the CNC machine. Oh, that's uh, you can see in there if it's blurry. That's looking pretty nice. But now <laughs> they've, uh, they've polished it all up and, and every one of our heads come, come out of, out of this place looking like this, you know, they, they're all polished. We've got a balancer over here. I don't have anything on here. So when he does the seats all, Automatically, it's all CNC programmed, so we can get the best stuff. And we'll go over here to our big machines. This is uh, our assembly room where we assemble all our cylinder heads. There's some big race uh, Duramax heads in here right now that we've opened up. I know the Duramax guys. After hearing this episode, they're going to want me to chat with you about their engines next. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it whenever, whenever you want. You, this is that one. I don't know if you ever saw that that picture no. that he posted on Instagram. This is Brighton. He's uh, Shane's son. Came down to work here. He's been with me for three years, and this is the one we're going to push to its limits uh, just, on the engine dyno. I just want to put a chair in the middle of the shop there and watch you guys put all these cool engines together. <laughs> it's oh, supposed man. to be covered with alien blood, I guess, or something. <laughs> <laughs> but and then. We do a lot of fuel injection work down here where we actually, uh, this is a whole nother thing, but we actually re reman CP3s and DLC coat the, 
the plungers. We actually make these plungers for the pumps and we make bigger ones and smaller ones. You've heard about our big XP pumps. Yeah. But we do all that down here. And then over here is our P69 Rottler and it's usually running all day long. But like I said, we're doing a big cleanup week right now. Let me show you this. This is pretty neat. This is Baca's old block that we were talking about. Yeah. This is how much, this was all cleaned off this morning. This is how much material just came out of the block to bore his stone. Whoa. <laughs> That's a lot. We always get a, we always get a kick out of that. But. <laughs> so these are all engine blocks that are down here for jobs to get done. All Cummins. We got a few Duramax. These are all more just cores, six, seven cores all through there and some five nines. We've got some big ISX stuff that we're just about to release a, a new, really cool product for the ISX cylinder head. That's what and was really interesting about our last podcast is just learning how much industrial stuff that you guys do that I didn't know, right. you know, and just the upgrades and, and things like that. Now with cores is, do you guys have a good supply of them with like five nines? Yeah, and we've got, we've got, we've got open POs pretty much with all the core suppliers, but these are all customers jobs that are sent in. Oh, okay. These are all customers jobs and all those ones over there are customers jobs. So a lot of people are pulling them out and, and sending them in. So on this machine right here, we're actually running girdles. If you're familiar with our girdle for the Cummins, the gorilla girdle. Yeah. And actually somebody had asked about, asked about it. Spacers for them. As far as the girdle, what, uh, what does it do or what's the benefit or why should somebody consider basically it their... strength, basically it strengthens the bottom end. We'll head back over here to our, my uh, office, but yeah, it's basically, it's there to strengthen the bottom end, you know, like up to certain power levels. I'll go through this way. So we, we also build all the CP3s down here like your 10 mils, your 12 mils, your 14 mil CP3s on these crank grinders. These are all like billet tappet covers for all of them, intake plates, girdles that are all done, packaged, ready to go. I feel like a kid in a candy store. And then just a bunch of, <laughs> these are all, these are all, uh, this, all this wall is uh, parts for the 2019 to 20 Dodge conversion to convert it back to a CP3. Oh, okay. I know and that's, then just that's smaller rings and pistons. These are all coated pistons that we've modified and done work to Duramax parts. And that's like all cupboards full of ARP parts. But get back over. So basically, um, switch my computer around. there we go i'm back (laughs) (laughs) so basically the girdle strengthens the bottom end um there's there's different power levels we have two different girdles we have a bolt-in girdle that um you can just drop it on your your main caps and bolts all on and utilizes the main caps and then we have one that's actually machined in and drops in and our one we we feel is good up to 2,000 horsepower we haven't seen any mains uh problems you know walking or anything like that um with our bolt-in girdle and then if anything past 2000 we recommend the, the big silverback girl girdle and drop in and 
you know, you have to send the block in and have us put it in there I got or you. send it to a machine shop to get done. And that's a, that, that's a really cool thing that I, I've always really appreciated. Like if I go on the industrial injection site is I can look at the engines and, and you guys have them set up, but then there's also so many parts and other things that, yeah. that I can get. And there's a lot of do it yourselfers and, and guys that, you know, build their own stuff where they can get, you know, some of these things and, and be able to do it and incorporate it into their build and the, the CP3 conversions. I know those are, those are hugely yep. popular. Oh um, man. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, that was really cool. It, the, the shop tour thing is definitely one of my favorite parts of the podcast. And it's, yeah. uh, something like before we couldn't really do, cause we we're just like on iTunes and Spotify yeah. and SoundCloud. But with, with YouTube, yeah. there's so many people who are like, man, we want to see the video. We want to see the parts. We want to see the truck. So yeah. I just want to go sit in there and just watch the machines run and look at the, the shiny things. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, it's, it's way more cool when, uh, all the machines are running, but it's nice that they're not right now. Cause you probably wouldn't be able to hear me very well anyway, but <laughs> yeah, um, I forgot we didn't go back to the other couple of rooms. There's two or three more rooms back there that we do all our abrasives, all of our, uh, uh, we check for cracks and like all our big magnifluxing machines and, and wash machines or whatever. But, um, and then we have another room that's like a big paint booth that we do all of our coatings in house, like our bearing coatings and our piston and tops and skirts and stuff like that. But, yeah, it's uh, it's quite the operation down here. Like I said, we don't assemble anything here. Everything goes up to industrial, and they have a full assembly room, and then there's sim testing and all that, packaging and shipping up there. Yeah, it's been uh, it's really cool to see and be able to ask you these these questions because there's going to be guys out there that are you know looking for an engine right now, and they're seeing what's available and what they can do. And I know with what you guys have done not just at the racetrack, which is that always grabs our attention, you know, the big power numbers, but just how long industrial injection has done it for. Yeah. I know, I know the quality I'm getting. I know the history. I know that, you know, you guys have built dozens or probably hundreds of, you know, engines for 1200 horsepower, 1500, whatever the power number might be. So it's like, I have that confidence that when I order this up, I know it's going to run. I know, if we, you know, I have the support of a, of a major company behind me yep. and that's what we want at those power levels. And when we're taking them out racing or just having fun with them. Well, that's what we pride ourselves in is trying to make sure that we can provide the best possible part for the, the consumer. And, you know, they're spending a lot of money. It's got to work. It's got to do what we advertise, what we do with our own trucks. You know, we, we aren't in this, in this business to go out there and compete and make the better engine and the better race truck. We, you know, we want everybody to succeed and, and, and ultimately grow the industry. That's really what it's all about. You know, we, we work hand in hand with some of the biggest competitors that you would think, oh, they're, they're a direct competitor of those guys. We work behind the scenes, hand in hand, you know, there's a lot of that going on and, and we just ultimately want to grow the industry. You know, there's so much, so much stuff out there for everybody. And, and it's a, it's an awesome thing to be a part of. For sure. Yeah. And it's, it's cool to see that also just with the daily drivers and the, and the trucks that are towing is, you know, eventually those engines go out or you have some issue with it and yeah. just being able to, yep. you know, get a quality product for it or call, call well, and ask questions. That, exactly. And that's generally what happens is you, you build the big race truck or the big race motor and go out and do these amazing things, you know, even block is big blow up last year, you know, our phones just went crazy people. Well, they must you know, they can make 3000 horsepower. They must be able to make my four or 500 horsepower truck yeah. run really well, yeah. you know? <laughs> and so it's, it's, it works hand in hand, you know, but yeah, it's, it's, it's quite a, quite a thing. Well, I, sure. 
Well, I appreciate your time today, Dustin. And, and like I said, uh, when you're giving us the tour, I know the Duramax guys are going to say, Hey, well, I want an episode talking about Duramax engines. So yeah, we can, we can definitely <laughs> do that. And we got a lot of cool stuff for the Duramax. So anytime. Yeah. Well, it was, it was great chatting with you and, uh, learned a lot and, uh, yeah, we'll have to do another one here. I'll get some, some questions compiled for the, the Duramax awesome. the Duramax guys and learn some more about those engines, which I don't know a ton about. So I'll probably have a, a ton of probably basic questions that I'll ask you. Yeah, about. maybe we could get you maybe we can get you on a, a podcast while we're in the dino room and running a couple engines. That might be kind of fun. That would you be could cool. just be a part of it with us and uh whatever happens, happens. <laughs> we'll just <laughs> we'll just we'll try to we'll figure something out for sure. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure to head on over to WCFab.com. Check out all the cool products that they have for your truck. And if, if there's any questions you have, you're not sure of exactly what you need, make sure and reach out to them. they got their phone number on their website. You can send them an email that will make sure that you get the, the products that you need. Also wanted to give a shout out to two of our Patreon sponsors, which is Texas Diesel Supply, Wright's Diesel Services. If you're looking for even more content from the Diesel Podcast and want to interact with us in, in a, a different way than you may on social media or YouTube, um, or even just emailing us. We've got a lot of cool perks on there for you guys, um, ranging from having your truck be our podcast cover uh, for a month. There's You can be listed on our show notes. You can be you know a co-producer for an episode. So there's a lot of cool things. Starts as low as $3 a month, and it goes a long way to helping us out, keeping us doing what we're doing, and being able to produce the best pot, best diesel podcast that's that, that we can do and and uh you know cover all the topics things are moving so fast with technology and parts and um, new things people are coming out with and events and there's so many cool things we look forward to being able to to bring you all these shows and we're really excited for the remainder of this year and then heading into 2022 until next time keep the shiny side up